begun. The console war has. I think you all know I'm a big believer in console generations. Yeah, I mean, gamers love great games. Maybe you'll be sending us a video of your ears and your head, and we'll make a 3D model of them. Transformative gaming experiences to all gamers across the globe. Ultra HD Blu-ray and a brand new controller with haptics and adaptive trigger buttons. Uh, gamers having great access to the content from the creators they love on the devices they own. Fluid motion. Expansive worlds. Sampler feedback streaming. 10.3 teraflops. 120 frames per second. The future of games. And here we go. Hello. Hey. Hey, Maddie. How you doing? I'm doing good. We have a lot to talk about. It's been a while since our last episode, which makes that our shortest break between episodes, I think, ever. Mm. Um, we, you know, we often on here talk about our our guys, it's PlayStation and Xbox, getting at it, fighting. Uh, there's just a PlayStation showcase that we can talk about later, which is has me sweating as a Sony acolyte. <laughs> but we often forget about the third combatant in these console wars, which is Nintendo, who quietly released a new Zelda game earlier this month. And we both played it. We've played it a lot. Not to spoil our opinions, we both played it a lot. Um, but before we get into that, let's just talk about our expectations, our thoughts going into this game being released. I remember you weren't even gonna buy it uh, for the longest time until I like I begged you to so we could talk about it on the podcast. And then it got all these amazing reviews. So talk about your feelings going into this and how you reacted to the initial wave of ninety six Metacritic scores and things like that. I think that it's funny because um, we were recently comparing, you know, on the Switch, it eventually tells you how long you played something for. In a kind of Nintendo way, it doesn't give you the exact time. Yeah, um, rounds. Around. So, uh, I'd played Breath of the Wild for 125 hours, but um, I didn't think it was a, like my kind of... <laughs> my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my settled opinion on it was like, wasn't very good. Um, which I think speaks to a lot of things that also uh, obviously relates to Tears of the Kingdom. But... Um, because they're quite similar in how they're set up. But so I felt like Breath of the Wild was was obviously it was good. Otherwise, I would not have played it for that length of time. There's something in that, obviously. But I think there's a my kind of feeling uh, on the game overall was kind of determined by how I stopped playing it, which I think is can be quite influential with games this large so i didn't beat it i think i did two temples and um... that's insane how did you not beat it in 125 hours <laughs> i couldn't actually figure out how to get to the goron uh quest line uh, okay <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> um uh anyway 
I think I might. I also did start it again, so it's, it's kind of got like two playthroughs and whatever. Uh, and like it kind of just fizzled out for me, and also I played it a year after it came out, and so at that point it was like gaming has changed. You know, uh, this is a watershed moment, and so so I just remember it being sort of um, that initial wonder of the game kind of fading. So for the sequel, I was just I don't really get excited for games. Um, anymore in a kind of like <laughs> as a whole no just like so basically they announced it like mean. four years yeah. ago right and everyone kind of felt like they were gonna make another one that was similar to it and then because they just didn't fucking say anything about it i was just kind of like yeah like i don't know um the lead up to the game was really really strange i think like up until the most recent trailer, the the trailer that they showed at the showcase, whenever that was, a month ago, two months ago, um, it was just it just seemed like Breath of the Wild. They didn't really show any of the new abilities. It was kind of just oh, it's Breath of the Wild, but then you can go in the sky at one point. Um, that was really all anyone knew. And then they showed the trailer with all the abilities. They were like, oh, this is weird, like building and connecting things and things like that. I was a big fan of Breath of the Wild. I don't think it's the single greatest game of all time, as voted on by game developers and critics. I think it was GQ UK poll or whatever it was. Um, it was, I think it's a great game. It's one of my favorite games of like the last decade or whatever, but I wouldn't. And I'm not a Zelda person, frankly. So I. I really enjoyed my time with it. It did for me also. It even though I finished it, it did fizzle out near the end, where it feels like there's just a limit to what you can do in that game, and mm -hmm. I wasn't so keen to get every side quest or you know fuck around in the world as much mm -hmm. because I don't know. I don't feel like the abilities in that game really lends itself as much to me to like just going sicko mode looking at every nook and cranny which is sort of yeah I, I hit my limit with it and then like there's elements that obviously weren't that great the divine beasts weren't that great the final boss was really boring the story is a big nothing and so when they announced this i was like that's great i'll definitely i'm gonna play it but i was kind of disappointed in because the thing i like a lot about the zelda series even though i'm not a huge zelda person and i respect a lot is like they change the aesthetic constantly mm -hmm. they change like the tone of it a lot and from the trailers, um, it just looked like, oh, it's just more Breath of the Wild, same tone, same art style, same story, basically, same same characters, and just same map, even. And mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed. I was like, okay, I don't want to really just like another Breath of the Wild, because I already played Breath of the Wild. And it turns out both that's both extremely true. It's just more Breath of the Wild. It's visually pretty close. It's tonally pretty close the music's the map is still mostly the same in terms of the layout but um yeah like once it started getting like incredible reviews it makes breath of the wild look like a tech demo and when i'm like okay whatever sure <laughs> but i bought it you bought what? it day one yeah day one edition and yeah. day one edition i got my pins did you get any bonus anything you didn't pre-order it i guess i got it no i didn't pre-order no i think i was actually day two edition so okay so you didn't get any pins no the pins are honestly very bad. If I was going to say one thing about the pre-order thing, anyways, that kind of colored my opinion on the game. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so I mean, it's the best game ever made. It's, so it's really fucking good. It's it's like 
<laughs> I think whenever these reviews come out for Nintendo games, everyone's like, or like even Sony first party games, it's just like, oh god, they got the Sony bump, the Nintendo yeah, bump, they get the extra ten percent. Yeah, this game got ninety six. It's brilliant. It's like, it's, it's so brilliant. good. It's, it's so, so good. fucking good. And I think it was. I was shocked. If anything, I was really shocked how quickly I was immediately sold on it. You know. Like, even Breath of the Wild, it took me a while to get it or whatever. And obviously, it helps that it has that, like, sort of baseline of, I played the previous game, so I know the general mechanics. Though it's been a long time. Uh Um, I pretty much immediately was like, what the fuck? This is insane. Right. So, let's let's dig into this, because I had the same experience, and this is not something that we've actually uh, spoken about. And so, so, let's just rewind a little bit. The game opens with, in a similar way to Breath of the Wild and that. It's this kind of, although the game's enormous, uh, you're in this kind of enclosed tutorial dungeon, sort of. So in Breath of the Wild, it's its its own kind of um, island of that is very, very aesthetically similar to, uh, like, the green fields of Hyrule. But you you can't leave it until you get, like, a glider. Uh, and it teaches you everything, right? So, and both, both games basically give you the powers... Uh, that you'll be using for the 100 fucking hours or whatever at the beginning and the way tears of the kingdom is set up is that you're in the fucking you're on a sky island and it's sort of like a an obstacle course and as you go through sort of like three stages you're given a new power and every fucking okay so (laughs) i'd get one power and i and i was genuinely like oh my fucking god this power is fucking nuts. Like, this power is crazy. And then they would give me another one, and I would have the same response. And it was pretty jaw dropping. And let's just talk about the first power, because I actually don't remember. Is the first power uh, Ultra Hand? Yes. Yeah, it is. Right. Like okay. you just you grab things and can stick them together. You can pick shit up in Breath of the Wild. I'm sure because I remember dropping like uh, crates on people's heads. Yes, you can carry things, but you can't stick them together. No, you can't stick them together. Right, right. So, so in Tears of the Kingdom, basically, um, immediately it's like you can build shit. So one of the classic, this is something I really, really want to talk about, is at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, when you're on the Great Plateau, um, or maybe just after you leave it, but basically at the beginning, you will come across a sort of like a gap that you have to make to get across the other island or something. And the game has basically taught you that you can cut trees down. And something that you, you're kind of encouraged to do in Breath of the Wild is cut the tree down and use it as a makeshift bridge to get across. And I remember when I was first playing that game, I was like, oh, wow, this is what people were talking about. This is, like, I've never done this before. Um, the systems are and and the kind of uh, emergence of the game are going to allow me and um, uh, to progress in a way that feels kind of um, really intuitive, yeah, yeah, self-determined and intuitive and stuff. And then after that bit, there is not one memory I have of doing that again. <laughs> and well, so you can only—I remember now—you can only move metal objects with a magnet. That's right. what, like you can only move like metal objects. So it's like, oh, there's puzzles where you can only move something. A lot, some things are on a track. Right. Like yeah. it's metal boxes that you can drop and things like that. But it's like very limited. Uh huh. The thing that was 
really pushed in the you're right like the thing that was pushed in the marketing a lot and still is for this one it's oh that that mountain over there you can climb it you can you can go everywhere and it was it didn't make good on that because i think the climbing and stamina bar thing of the game really um was the sort of oh holy shit that's cool that you can basically climb anything and you can technically beat the game immediately because Mm -hmm. you can climb into the mountain or, or the castle and just immediately go fight ganon and get your ass kicked like moment one mm-hmm. because you can do that right you just you need as long as you have enough stamina you can get anywhere but yeah there is a sort of limitation on that because you're not really interacting you're not really affecting the world around you as much as you think it's usually like you can climb anything or you can move one object yeah Basically, i'm like, like interacting with one object at a time you can bat a ball a million times and then it Right, freeze it and hit it a thousand times, and it goes flying. You can grab a metal box and lift it and move it or whatever, and drop it on somebody. But it's always one item at a time, and you can touch the environment as much as you want, but you can't shift it or move it or make anything. So yeah, so basically, the systems were there, right? But I never felt like that game really delivered on the promise of. Um, these these systems which are kind of embedded in the world like uh trees which can logs uh, which can sort of collapse in a fight and stuff really significantly impacted or were integral to the experience but in tears of the kingdom they are and in a way that just feels fucking like next level so you're given the ultra hand and you're basically taught that you can glue anything together and um literally you- anything Anything, what? <laughs> so, like the, um, and everyone's gonna have like a million stories about how they got through this dungeon, which actually I think was pretty difficult. Like I didn't know exactly what they wanted me to do, uh, which is another thing I really like about the game is that I, I, n- I never really feel uh, like any of the puzzle solving in this game is prescriptive, as in I'm trying to guess what the designer wants me to do, because the tools are so freeform and. Uh, built with kind of expression in mind and they're so flexible that it's 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 irrelevant really what the designer wants me to do and so there was a bit where i had to get up to like a larger bit a higher sort of chunk of island to progress to a shrine and i put like six logs together with glue um and i and i sort of positioned it in a way that it became like a fucking ladder and i just climbed up it so you know and there's a little you feel like you're cheating you feel like you're cheating. You feel like whenever right, you're getting away with something a little bit, and that that but there's a little per- wink from the game that like the game knows like, right? This is the thing. What's so cool about it is you're given the feeling of a, the eureka moment. It's not taken away from you, but the only way that that was possible was because they they have design systems which are uh, this flexible, so they know, but they don't know. Uh, exactly sort of like what you are going to do right so there's a kind of like it feels like an owned um expression for for the player like that was mine that was my thing and that's just the first ability like that's That's the first first ability ability. (laughs) like it's like you immediately are like holy shit this is crazy that that's like this like when i when i i watched the trailer once because i didn't really want to spoil it for myself all i saw was like you're gluing things together and like building cars or whatever uh-huh. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I don't really know what that means. 
right. for the game? Is it like predetermined these specific elements you can stick together? I didn't realize like you don't really think about the impact that all like the, just that element of the game, the ultra hand thing mm. is going to have on all the puzzles, all the traversal, everything. Mm. It influences everything. And that's just one of the four powers. And then I think the thing that really I've only really got stuck on one shrine and it was early on because I didn't I wasn't thinking big enough basically in the beginning mm -hmm. because you get to this one shrine where there's like a pole just like connecting one area to the other and you have to get across this large chasm that's basically on a track but it's like one line mm -hmm. and then you just have three items like three uh, platforms or, or bars or whatever connected to each other and you're like well what do I do do I like build another rail or something and you're like well I don't know there must be some part of this puzzle that I need to figure out where I connect this to something. It's just like one thing connects to another and then that's it. But then what it ends up being is you just create a loop around the rail and just basically make a little like cart that you just like create a monorail or not a monorail, whatever it is, like a hang thing hanging mm -hmm. off the, the one bar. And I was like, oh, fuck, obviously, you know, like <laughs> that just like physically makes sense. And right, my and, mind was and, sort of like, oh, my God, yeah, what? Like, yeah. oh, gosh, like I didn't realize how stupid i was being or whatever i just it was like it was so simple that it it blows your mind that you can actually do it well it's or not that was the moment for me it's not that you're stupid it's that we are typically taught in games that like that's not that's not how you approach uh, a video game puzzle right yes so it's kind exactly. of like that's what feels so different about this game is that it's the the systems the physics the items that <clears throat> that are kind of like hidden within like sort of given to you within the world and stuff are robust and versatile enough to basically support those kinds of um design rules basically about like mechanics and shit like that for example just quickly you know you're given springs and actually i'm not going to go into this because we're going to hit it eventually but uh yeah that's the point that i wanted to make about that I don't want to go into a tangent because I really want to stick to. Um... It, there's just so much stuff. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's like you were talking about. I was like, oh yeah, but all the devices, like the whole. That's a whole other. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. So let's stick to the uh, island. Uh, the so yeah, like island. you go on the opening island, you yep. get that ultra hand power, and you're like, holy shit, this is really reinventing how I play this game. And you're sticking things together. You're in the first shrine, like you get the ultra hand ability. And you're like, wow, this is cool. This is the game now. This really opens up everything. I can see how they can make a whole game around this. Then you get to the next power, which is it Fuse next? or Yeah, yeah Fuse, yeah. The, yeah, you get Fuse, which is also really jarring, <laughs> where you have the ability to fuse any item in the world, I believe, any element, any other weapon or whatever, to either your shield or your sword or an arrow. Yeah. And immediately it kind of creates this really fun like recipe element that you know in, in the original game you could build make food and elixirs with various items and this is like now we're going to apply that to your sword and shield and arrows and your mind kind of you have another mind-blown moment of like uh -huh. oh my god like what do i put to the end of this sword and i have all these shitty rusty swords because all the swords are rusted in the kingdom again what can i add to it to make it really powerful and then get a rock you can use that rock on the end of the sword to smash other rocks you add like a flame 
throwing thing and it's like spewing out flames it's just like <laughs> another moment of like oh my god like my whole it's opening up so many Possibility, possibilities yeah. and you're kind of taken aback of like holy shit this is like wow now it's gotten too much this is ridiculous how many options this game is providing my mind is like hurting from thinking about all the all the things i can do and that's only the second thing <laughs> it's like it just keeps on <laughs> Piling other, so you're still on the opening. I think the opening is like probably an hour or two, or yeah, like around ninety minutes, I'd say. And so you're just doing shrines that show off these new abilities, and you're still floating in the sky, so you can't jump down yet. You can't go to the mainland. Nope. Um, you're kind of traversing from one island to another, and then you get the third power, which is recall. Oh which... fuck! I completely forgot about recall. <laughs> It's so so. The third power is recall, which it rewinds whatever the la the movement of an object is. So if you if you if something flies in front of you, you can press it and it'll 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 reverse. But the thing is, you can combine this with your ultra hand. So if you move a platform up like an elevator and bring it back down, and then you use recall, it'll repeat that motion of going up and down. And you can use it as an elevator. So when that opened, like that, then you do the shrine where you use the recall ability. And you're like. Holy shit, I can combine the recall with the ultra hand. Right? And you're like, again, your like head is hurting. You're like, ah! Okay, <laughs> I really like... wanna I really wanna drill down on this because I think there's been times in games when I can't name them like specifically, but there's been a power like this in games of rewinded time, right? Yeah. And uh I did not expect that they could speak to each other, the powers in this game, because the easiest way out for Nintendo was, ah, oh, this is fucking sick. But obviously, you can only use it in these in these circumstances because if you, if you, yeah, you know, it would fucking break the game. No, they they went all in, and that's like that's kind of what it was in the last game, right? Where you could freeze yeah. some objects in time, and it's like, oh, you can freeze specific objects. So when you're doing a puzzle, it's like align these things and freeze it and whatever. In this game, it's like no, just multiplies everything everything like multiplies every other exactly power in these really fucked up <laughs> ways where you're solving things in ways where you're like how am i allowed to do this and you're like yes you are you can do whatever and you think you're getting away with something and then it turns out that's what the game wanted you to do some of the time other times no but a lot of the time it's like yeah that's what you're supposed to do i remember i completed some shrine where i was like i'm so clever <laughs> i used the platform as an elevator and i like skipped all this other stuff it's like nope that was the solution i was yeah. like oh okay fuck you got me and that's just the third power then there's a the fourth power which, which is my I think that... favorite it's my favorite power it is this is like okay so the ultra hand and the recall really communicate to each other this one i think is more independent but mm -hmm. it, it completely influences how you interact with the entire world. And really, the whole game is about like verticality because mm -hmm. it's you're in the sky, and then, spoiler alert, you fall to like you go from the sky into the ground onto the ground floor, and then you find out pretty soon there's an underground layer. We'll get to that, but this power allows you to shoot through if you're underneath the sh uh, a ceiling of some kind within a reasonable distance i say like you know six feet above your head or whatever like one or two length link lengths above your head uh you can go through it and you shoot up through whatever that surface is and to the top of it and it's like what the fuck, <laughs> like, what it's, the fuck? it's it's incredible. that's when it was 
it's incredible and it feels like what are they it almost feels like you're almost like concerned for the game at a point because you're like how is this gonna not break every single fucking thing in the game and it both and it, it go on it it doesn't it doesn't it, yeah it doesn't it doesn't there's a thing it doesn't it doesn't so and this is why it's so amazing like uh the game manages to toe this line between it rewards the use of the of these powers like particularly ascend in that you will use it and like say like so for example like you'll go find your first fucking cave and you'll reach the end and there might be like a treasure chest or something and you're like uh Oh, I've got a fucking... But this is another thing. Your brain's not used to this shit yet, man. You'll probably, yeah. like, fucking walk out the first cave forgetting that you can just warp through the yes, fucking rock. Yes, 1,000%. And, like, and then... It took me, like, 10 hours, <laughs> if not more, to to remember I could do all these things. And then the first um, time when you're, like... I don't know, maybe you're, like, I can't go all the way back, man. Oh, can I... And then, so something that happens with the senders, this, the camera will shift up and uh, you'll get this little little square above your head. And if it's red, it means you can't ascend because the, the terrain's not flat enough. And if it's blue, you can. And so the first time I was in that situation where I was about to kind of ascend out of a scenario that in any other video game, this is not what you do, right? And it turned yes. blue. I was like, wow, like fucking wow man this is next level it's incredible because they allow you to use it in like really deliberate ways like the tower the assassin creed assassin's creed towers in the last game um i think the last game you just climb all of them and this Mm -hmm. one it's it's each one is kind of a puzzle or most of them are puzzles where you have to figure out a way in so there's one where it's like oh you can't enter the front door if only there was a way it's like we're telling you like you fucking idiot go (laughs) <laughs> underneath this in a cave and find a way to get through the middle of the the tower through the bottom and then you do it and you're like whoa like so that's like a really deliberate way but then there's ones where you're just like in some kind of terrain and there's like a tree leaf above your head and you're just like sure and you just like shoot above it and it just saves you time and it looks jank and it's like your circle's barely blue for like half a sliver <laughs> of a second and you're like sure I'm just gonna do it and it still works and it doesn't never breaks the game it's like it well, never it, really breaks yeah. it. it. It allows you to cheat in some ways, but you're never really cheating because the game, it's like... So basically, you get all these powers and then like a big... Basically, the big overall theme of the game, it's like get to here or get this object here and find a way to do it. And whatever, however you want to manipulate all these powers, you can. And then you're kind of in this position of, oh my God, like what do I do? How do I use this? Do I get higher? Do I just try to run across do i use the recall do i attach things to make a bridge whatever it is there's just so many combinations it's it's really mind-bending and that's before you even get to all the devices and stuff which we could talk about Mm. in a sec but well yeah i mean like uh, jarring you 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 basically start having a relationship with the game where i think you're encouraged to experiment and i think not everyone likes to experiment in games. Uh, not everyone likes to be creative and, you know, um, put wheels together onto like a, a log and try and make a car. Like that isn't something that is a universal um, sort of like appeal for some people. Some people want something that's like really prescriptive. But I think, you know, sometimes that is me. Like I'm not always great at like uh, Little Big Planet or Dreams. I'm like the person that like plays the levels and stuff. 
But there's something about how they made this game where the world is so um, reactive and it's so fun to try things. Like, it's fun to do it and it's rewarding that you basically develop a relationship with the game and its systems where you become increasingly more... Um, you basically increasingly figure out the scope of its potential. But I personally was quite sort of tentative at first. Like I was doing things in quite a conservative way. Like I was doing things in sort of um, in like a functional, let's just get through this situation. And um, it wasn't actually until I saw like a few videos online where it was like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not approaching this and like, I am not recognizing that the actual potential of like these systems in, in a way that other people are. And that really helped me. So, for example, like the Zonai, which is kind of the the law reason for all of these um, uh, abilities, and like they have basically what is a uh, they've left behind technology, which is in the form of like a th- about like sixteen um, toys, basically that come in like gas. Very like Horizon Zero Dawn vibes. In yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's like primitive world with insane modern technology. Right. Kind of, uh, yeah. So, like, one of the first things you get is, like, they've left behind, like, a plane, and, and you can eventually kind of get a currency of planes where you can sort of, like, deploy them where you want. But they also leave them around the world, and um, you'll get a fan. So you think, okay, I'm going to make, a, like, a attach the fan to the, to the little plane thing. The plane, by the way, is just a gliding tool. It doesn't have, uh, like, wheels or an engine or anything like that. And so I was basically using this kind of like very sort of basic thing of like I'm going to glide places with a little fan on it and I'm gonna try and get it as far as I can. But you're underselling how fucked that is at first, by the okay, way, when yeah. you first start gliding. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, there's a glide. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like you're using this like you're you're basically just floating on this little platform like hurling hurtling through the sky uh-huh. and you don't really have any control over it except if you move, <clears throat> it'll lean in that direction. And one of the early things on the island is like, okay, just like take this glider over to the other side. And you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, like at first it's pretty limited and you're like, okay, yes, I'll take this glider and literally point A to point B straight line glide to the other side. So before you even get to the mainland, your head is spinning with all the different combinations of things you can do. <clears throat> and there's only a few devices at first. You get the gliders, you get the fans. There's a couple of things. You're like, whoa, just this combination of these powers with these few items combined with like all the other items of just like platforms and trees and logs or whatever, that's enough to really make you feel like you know, there's limitless possibilities. But then as you go through the game, there's so many more devices. There's rockets. There's pins that you can implant on any surface. There's... Oh, they're amazing. Uh, wheels that you can make cars with. The steering stick is like Unreal. I think the, another huge thing because you can attach that steering stick to a car or a or the glider and and combine it with the fans or the there's a hot air balloon. <laughs> there's just like so many different combinations of things where you can make a. That's what you you saw in the trailer that you don't really get until I think probably like good ten fifteen hours in where you're putting flamethrowers at the end of platforms and putting wheels on the platform and putting a steering stick on the platform and then it's like a flame shooting car that you're just steering around and you're limited by this battery life that you have Mm. uh, as part of the game that's that's the limitation 
and it like basically anything you do only lasts at first for like 30 seconds and then it goes then you can get upgrades and change it to like a minute but i think that's necessary to make the game not completely broken because i think if you could just fly and steer everywhere it would just be like oh you can just fly to any surface and just like you know hack all the yeah ways to get to the towers and whatever but it sets just enough limitations that you're like, okay, I get it. I can do anything I want for like 25 seconds, but it's still enough that you're you're like, well, I can do it. I can get to that other tower. And and what was previously in Breath of the Wild, only like, oh, I can climb anything if I have enough stamina juice or whatever. And that's, we should say, like, this is being added on top of these other existing systems of yep. cooking, climbing, gliding, Fire, uh, ice, electricity, storm, sh- shade. Yeah, like all this, these other things, day-night cycles, um, horse riding, things like that. So it was already pretty robust systems of like the simulation as- aspects of mm-hmm. the games. You just feel like there's no limitations. So it's there's a reason I think Maddie and I have both played over 50 hours in this game that came out like two weeks ago. It's just like there's an element of, oh, I want to progress further and, and get all these do the shrines, do the, you know, but then there's also this element of like, I just want to get in and fuck around and see what's possible. Um, yeah. And, I think and we explore can explore the world. Exactly. I think we can, we can talk about how the game is then actually structured and how it invites, um, uh, how it kind of introduces you to its, to its loops, uh, and kind of invites you to explore and how that works. Because when you were talking, one thing I, I thought about was how with the battery, was how it does a really good job at never really undermining any of the systems. So, and I think that's probably what they spent time figuring out was how do we allow you to have this incredible power, but in a way that doesn't diminish what is already there. It only complements it. And so, you you know, in a lot of ways game design is kind of about as someone who doesn't design games but in terms of like the fun that i can have with something and i think we've spoken about this before but game design is is about restrictions and it's how the restrictions work and create a kind of like tension or they create like a uh, sort of like they make things the mechanics sort of sing in a particular way so Breath of the Wild was very restrictive in the sense that people hated that all your weapons would break. And obviously the entire point was that you are encouraged to always cycle through things, try new things and stuff like that. And with the battery, it's the same. Like, I don't feel... I guess maybe you could say the horse is just fucking pointless. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So that's what I think is so fucking special about it is like, it does not trivialize traversal so the that gliding wing does not mean you will never climb it doesn't mean that you'll never use your parachute it doesn't mean that like uh sort of like attaching a fucking um uh, something to your shield so it shoots fire or like it rockets you up Uh, if you put a rocket on your shield you can rock up for a few seconds doesn't mean that you don't want to upgrade your tunic and it doesn't mean that you don't want to find a new sword or a new it's like all of these things feel sort of connected in a way that is kind of um, so complementary. For sure. It just makes everything more fun. Yeah, it makes everything more fun. I think the thing that 
we both agree on with Breath of the Wild. It's like the combat starts to feel exhausting after a while because it's, I, I always like the weapon durability stuff, but I think that um, just the combat's pretty limited. It's pretty simple. So when you just have the element of I can drop boxes on people or sh hit rocks at them or whatever, but mostly I'm just shooting arrows and swinging swords. And now with the amount of abilities you have, you can you can really rethink how you approach any situation where um, you can fly in on top of people, take them by surprise. The stealth still kind of sucks and doesn't really work, but mm -hmm. um, there is just so many more ways you can affect the the playing field, like just like the environment around you to make those those interactions way more fun. So every time you get a random enemy encounter, you're like, oh god, I have to finish. I feel like I felt that way about the last game a lot, where it's like, oh gosh, I, just, I don't want to fight now, but I have to just kill these guys or get away from them. And in this one, it's 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 I never feel like that. I'm like, ooh, another opportunity to, to fuck oh, yeah. around and and, and, and and mix things up. I think I think of all the abilities, the fuse the fuse ability, which basically makes every single item in the game like a potential uh, buff for your weapon or like a potential yeah. new use. Really, really fixes the combat loop because in Breath of the Wild, um, the way it kind of worked was that uh, this is actually I'm so glad that I've remembered this because I wanted to talk about Nintendo's um, refusal to use XP systems while making what is ostensibly like an open world RPG because. In Breath of the Wild, because everything broke, um, the reward loop... So basically, you would have a fight with someone, the enemies would get progressively more difficult, your weapons might break during the fight, and at the end of the fight, you would be given, like... Not to be kind of like... I don't want to like be hyperbolic about it or like lie, but like sometimes you'd be given like 10 arrows... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or no, like for 50 sure. rupees Absolutely. or something, and it was like, I just lost like my best shield, so... Oh, so I guess the point of fighting in this game is kind of like for the fun of it, and but it, but the loop doesn't really hold up in a way that like I feel excited. Yeah, it's by not what makes counter. the game. It was. It's not what made that game interesting. No. I think it's just the durability stuff was like pretty novel, and I, and I, I personally, as somebody that's a, a little bit of an RPG hater, I like that you didn't have to. You know, it was only the stamina and hearts that you increase, and nothing else really. You just happen to happen upon more heavy shields and armor and whatever. But um, in, in this one, you're right. It's way more satisfying because there's all these different combinations and you want to try them too. If you get, if you get a sword and you connect it to like something stupid, like a, a, a fish, you want to be like, what happens if I slap this enemy with a fish versus like, <laughs> I've actually never just the regular sword, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah like, or uh, a rock or whatever, or, what if I put this, there's like things you can stick to arrows that are really insane. Like you can put a, you know, you can confuse an enemy or you can blind them or you can electrocute them or explode them or whatever. Like there's, you can attach a fan to one. And it's like, or you can attach like a, a balloon to one of them and, and shoot somebody and they'll go flying or whatever. It's, it's, there's so many different combinations where you're like, oh, I can't wait to try all these different things. And 50 hours in, I have, I feel like I'm still scratching the surface on mm. a lot of that stuff but also it's i think it's important to make a distinction that in the trade-off of fighting uh all of the enemies will drop materials like horns uh sort of like lizard tails and shit and they are the reward for the fight so it's kind of like yes i lost my weapon but i will always get more resources to fuse to my weapons to make them potentially yeah. stronger or like cook shit like for example 
the lizards drop a lizard tile, which makes your weapon a whip. So it's like it has like greater range mm -hmm. and stuff. And I have a little bit like at this point, I'm like, is the balance balancing in this game like completely right? Like maybe they could. Why is this so much more powerful? But you know, this is just like fucking minutia shit. Um, but that loop of like, you so you don't get XP in this game, and I think it's really crazy. Like that there's no XP in this game, and yet people are playing it for like 150 hours when the entire kind of like bedrock of Western RPGs, like open RP, open world RPGs, like Bethesda is. I will fucking kill these dudes because. It will take me closer to a skill point, and when I get that skill point, it means I can do more things. And like, yeah. And yes, I can find like new armor and stuff, but it, the XP is like is the glue for every every single motivation that uh for the motivation for you to do anything in a Western RPG. And it doesn't ha you don't get XP for killing people, um, you don't get XP for finding a, a cave, even though it'll come up and say discovery, and it has that kind of like dopamine that uh, fallout has and stuff you, you don't get xp for it what you get is um you might get a reward at the end but it, there's something about it that's just kind of like they nailed like they figured out in a way that breath of the wild they didn't in this they did they figured out the reward loop they made it feel like i am getting something like i am progressing and everything's sort of feeding into each other does that make sense no, for sure. Like I, I keep on having this feeling playing this game. Like, oh, I hope it doesn't ruin every other game for me in these weird ways because it, it capitalizes on the promise of a lot of things that games have promised in the past that are complete bullshit ninety percent of the time. Whether it be like open world games, uh, or you know things about oh, destructible environments and things like like Battlefield, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, like it it the whole you're only limited by your imagination thing i think a lot of games like to to advertise that but this is the game where i felt the most like holy shit like there's nothing i can't do with these systems uh in terms of interacting with the world like there is that sort of stark minimalism at the heart of the game of just like you're hitting people with items like there's no, it's weird there's so much going on but at the same time it feels like it it kind of has this very simple core mechanics and simple systems where you're not, you don't feel burdened by not doing something the right, right way or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're not like overthinking. You're just like, whatever you want to do, you can do. And if it doesn't work, you try something else. And it's just, it's, it's very refreshing. It's just, it's, it feels kind of endlessly explorable in this way. And like, not to mention just like the density of the amount of stuff in the game is, is pretty bonkers. Like there's so many side quests, there's so many shrines, there's so like, we didn't even talk about it. Like you go from the sky, you land on the ground and there's a whole underground. That's the exact same size as the mainland. Like it's, mm -hmm. and it's spooky and it's like a different vibe and it's pitch black and you have to shoot lights to light flowers to light up the areas. And it's just, it's nuts. Like you just feel like you're, you're, it, it truly feels huge in a way that, that other games, even games of this length or whatever, or even games with maps this size, just the, no, you don't yeah. feel like there's any limit to, to the, like it feels endless. It, it truly feels endless. Yeah. I think, I think it is important to make that distinction because in like a, a world where 
every game's open world and we're all kind of numb to it's bigger than ever kind of feel uh yeah that this really is bigger than i don't know <laughs> like in a way it's like, weird right like, it's so big that it's an intent it's nintendo <laughs> doing this and not like rockstar or right? yeah it, obviously it's very different from those games where like i think rockstar is like probably the the standard setter in terms of like the life and and i guess like cyberpunk as well like mm-hmm. as flawed as that game is um in terms of the liveliness and like, okay, it's not flawed, it's perfect. Um, the, in terms of like the amount of energy and movement and characters and things, this game doesn't like quite have that. But I will say it's it's definitely much more dense and, and full of stuff than Breath of the Wild, which was like minimalist to its core, where it's just you're in an empty field and it's serene and you're just like traveling on a horse. This one's like, no, you're fucking flying on a glider and jumping off and then soaring she and then jumping to a hot air balloon. And it's like... But at the same time, it doesn't feel like random or... or no, or, they've maintained... Or, I think... Yeah. yeah. They maintain the aesthetic, I think. I, I Any idea, any kind of suggestion that they, like, uh, have made it like a Fortnite game is fucking nonsense, like, which I've seen a little bit. Like, they made... Fortnite's they made good, the game. by the way. <laughs> I also... Just, you were talking about something, and you touched on something that I saw uh, when, a couple of years ago, the design, the lead director... Fubayashi, I think is his name. Probably fucked that up. But he's been on the series since um, Skyward Sword and uh, Breath of the Wild. And he was asked why uh, Link couldn't pet dogs in uh, Breath of the Wild. And this is in like 2017, so just like the year the game came out. And he said, um, basically the, the design ethos of the game was to have a, a sort of elegant very fixed small amount of methods of interaction um, and like tools for the player but the potential of of those interactive um, mechanics are really big so like an example would be um, the fact that you can like link and like drop things on the ground and stuff and when you do that's like you can cook you confuse things you can sort of like put meat out for a dog and the dog will eat the meat you can feed uh your horse and stuff like that but they're not sort of like if you if you think of something like red dead 2 um that's not a contextual action where it's like i'm gonna pet the horse and we're gonna animate the guy petting the horse like this is not that kind of game link doesn't have that many unique animations so there's a kind of elegance to the design where the way that you kind of interact with it and like the mechanics are pretty simple like there's not that many although <laughs> the controls are fucked like in a way the controls are really fucked this whole game is like a new language in terms of like yeah the limitlessness of what you can do but that feels like the limitation at first your ability to shuffle around these these really complicated controls but ultimately it made sense to me i don't know some people have like mapped the jump a different button or whatever i think that's the only change to the controls you can do but yeah it's definitely i think a lot of people will play this and immediately be like i don't even know what the what to do with this man at first because it's so uh jarring in a lot of ways both i mean control wise and yeah. the scope of it i kind of just let myself just I, the way I approached it was just like this is the best way because Nintendo made it and they had fucking ages yeah. to figure it out. So they just they've been through every alternative. Like that's kind of like how I looked at it. it was like, nah, no, I just need to get yeah. used to it because they probably fucking tried everything. Like let's be honest. 
Uh, you're totally right about how it just like the interactivity is so bizarre in these ways where you're, you're like, in some ways, it's like this is an old console. The graphics are, are limited in terms of the there's loading times and whatever. But um, you're also thinking like, how the fuck did they do this on this console? Because it's like, or how do they even take the time? Obviously, in, in one way, it's like same map as Breath of the Wild. We'll say that. Like, if we're going to fault this game, it's like, if, if you've just played Breath of the Wild, it's, it's a little bit exhausting. Cause it's the same layout, hmm. a lot of the same characters. Hmm. Um, the, same, the main, a lot of the same music as well. A lot of the same music, same stings, and, and like honestly, same vibe, like same art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the Ganon, Ganondorf character design looks cool. Like some of the new enemies look cool. There's more enemy variety for sure. The depths looks really cool. But um, it's not like I a mel- that... it's not like a melancholic Majora's Mask sequel or anything like that. No, like the tone is no. like different or anything. No. And in some ways, it just feels like a bizarro remix of the original game, where it's all the same stuff, same map, a lot of the same items, a lot of the same enemies. But it's like, what if we just made it way more hyperactive and stuff full of things and abilities, and like we completely—it's a complete reinvention of the game in so many ways that it just feels so so fundamentally different it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the same game at all i mean yeah i think maybe what a way to wrap up is just to talk about just generally how difficult it is to talk about games that are this big and like that are this long and how you can go through multiple different phases of of like opinion on how you feel about something that is this long oh like for it. sure and yeah. you can interact with it in different ways and you can um it can become like a podcast game for like a week where you actually just fucking mute it and like and I think um and that's really unlike any other medium. Like there's no other medium where um even like the biggest book, longest book ever made, like you it's not gonna take you a hundred hours to read it. So I think this game is like a really good example of of something that will take forever to, to complete. Uh basically like a disgusting amount of time when you think about how long you have on earth why why <laughs> yeah. have i spent 100 hours but it does it in a way that just never feels like it's disrespecting your time like it never feels like it's so flexible and how it can be played that it, it, it withstands yeah. the kind of like so for me the honeymoon is over right like and like we started going out and i thought this game was like the best thing I'd ever seen and now it's turned into love. It's gone from infatuation and now I just <laughs> now I just I'm in love with it. And like that's what's really impressed me about it is like I know now like this is a fucking classic. It's special. Yeah. I'm not as like horny for the systems anymore, but <laughs> I just like I appreciate them. Yeah. And cherish them at this point. It's 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 really I know what you mean. Like we will hit another wall with this, definitely. Like, yeah, I might drop it at some you point. Can't, you can only, yeah, we're going to stop playing it at some point, but it does feel that 50 hours in, I'm still not even remotely sick of it in any way. And and I think we were both kind of shocked after like our immediate holy fuck reaction to this game. Uh-huh. I think that we were like looking at other people's reactions to it, and it's largely been like very positively received. But there's been some Zelda nerd reaction of, oh, you know, Breath of the Wild was better. This isn't the, I don't know. I'm not like, 
there's something missing. This feels like DLC or whatever. And I, I frankly don't understand it at all. I think this is such a, I think people maybe just go to these games for different things and they go for the vibe and the story or whatever. And you might find it lacking in that sense, but and I think it as is, a game, yeah. Yeah. it's, but you're right. It, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, as a game, it's just so, it feels one of one in terms of, it's just, yeah. it's, creative insanity it's just it's we kept on just saying like when we were talking this is fucked yeah. this is nuts this what were they thinking like how the hell did they do this why did they do this this is insanity <laughs> like wh- and people might play it and be like you're being really hyperbolic still but just like i don't know i've been playing game as a <laughs> professional gamer of 25 plus years i'm just i was just shaken by the 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 sheer scale and and creativity of this game and Again, I don't care about Link. I don't care about Zelda as characters. I don't care about any of it really at all. But just as a game, it's it's like unlike anything I've ever played before. And while at the same time, very obviously taking innovations from other very popular games and it's just this weird mis- mishmash of things that just come together and does feel very seamless in a way. And yeah, I, I love it. 10 out of 10. Like they weren't, they weren't lying this time. The money hats... <laughs> for the reviewers like they were i don't think they even got paid this time i think it might be underrated it's funny how nintendo won the console war I know. <laughs> but now like we we're not going to talk about it now but like sony had their uh state of play or whatever like their big uh victory speech of all the games that <laughs> come out in the next two years and they just like all look fucking like it's just like spider-man looks fun or whatever but after playing Zelda, it's just like, who cares, man? Damn. Imagine being a developer, being like, oh, this is way better. But I know, and the funny thing is, people talk have talked about a lot of different games the way we're talking about this now, but I think they were wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when people talk about, like, GTA 4, I think, <laughs> this way. Uh, which... There's a before and after. Yeah, it, it does feel kind of like a me- monumental sort of thing. They did it. Like Nintendo, they won. Like whenever they want to, they it's just so it's so funny how they silenced us on this where it's just you weren't even gonna play it. I was sort of like mixed on it. The trailers looked kind of weak and it came out and everyone's like, Oh shit. Like they, they did it again. I love it. I'm in awe of it. I think it's fantastic. I think if you've got a chance to play it, I'd say I won't say skip Breath of the Wild, but like if you've got, you know, limited time, limited money or whatever, like just fucking go for this one, man. Like, and I, I hope you have a blast because I know I did. Game of the year. Game of the, ge- like what generation is it even? Like, is this, this is game of the PS4? I have no idea. I'm like we did our, our draft on, on, on the PS4, Xbox One generation. And if we we're going to include the Switch on that one, like this would top it for me for sure. Yeah, no, probably for me as well. Um, the next time we'll be back, I think what we should do is we should watch the Microsoft conference where Microsoft will destroy Sony once and for all. Um, and then <laughs> they have an opening. <laughs> and then we'll come back, and if it's like interesting and we feel compelled to talk about talk about it, then we will make a pod. Uh, and we can talk about Sony's flop of a conference as well. So that's something to look yeah, forward to. Yeah, we just got to do a... We need a state of the, the console wars kind of yeah. thing. But Nintendo secretly came out of nowhere yeah. and, and won them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye.